attacks against houses of worship is still ongoing in America. Uh, last week, I reported on uh, two statues of the Virgin Mary that had been desecrated. One was uh, had, was spray painted on uh, idol uh, vertically across her a womb, and another one was set on fire. And then there were two houses of worship, one in Los Angeles, California, a historical church that was built in 1771 by um, Father Unibero Serra who uh, Pope Francis said he would like to um, canonize as a saint. Let's just see if that's going to happen now with all this identity politics. Um, then in uh, Florida, there was a, a Catholic church, a parish, I believe it was called St. George, I believe. Uh, the um, car, this driver, drove his car right into the parish while there were worshipers inside. He got out of his car and he took out some uh, these large uh, gallons of uh, fuel and he started pouring fuel all over the inside the church, setting it on fire. Thank God there was no deaths. Uh, the man was caught. Um, so <clears throat> why is this happening? Why is this happening? Well, we can go back in time and we can pick up uh some events during the protests during this pandemic and then after the George Floyd events began uh, in New York uh, on Fifth Avenue, St. Patrick, Patrick's Cathedral was desecrated. Uh, graffiti was written on the church on outside on the sides of Fifth Avenue and on its uh, on its doorsteps by young women. They were caught on camera. Last night, Fox News did a report. I wanted to hear the report. Uh, guess what? They didn't say anything about this. The report came on till the end of a, of a program. They gave it about five minutes. And I have to say it was disappointing. It was disappointing because it was a very half-ass report, forgive me for saying that word, half-ass report on the program. Why do I say? Because you can go back in time. You can go back in time and you can trace certain events. Sean King, Sean King, a Black Lives activist, posted on Twitter on June 22nd, 2020, 12.42 p.m., on Twitter, unapologetically on Twitter, these are, these are his words. Yes, I think the statues of the white European they claim is Jesus should also come down. They are a form of white supremacy, always have been. In the Bible, when the family of Jesus wanted to hide and blend in, guess where they went? Egypt, he puts in capital letters, not Denmark. Tear them down. Twitter never called him out on this. They never called him out on this. You know, a lot of these social <clears throat> networks, these platforms, um, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, they're very hypocritical. They don't give an even hand. What he posted there 
was for the whole world to see. He has a large platform. He has a large following. Now, <clears throat> I come from the Middle East. My family is Palestinian and Egyptian. I'm not white. I'm not European. All right, statues of white European Jesus, uh, as he claims, they, they don't bother me. They don't bother me at all. All right, icons, um, you know, uh, the uh, Renaissance images uh, depicting Christ and his mother and the saints, it doesn't bother me. I, I don't make a big deal about it. I don't care. You know, if someone wants to make a picture of Jesus black with an afro, that's fine. That's their business. You know, but, you know, I've, I've heard all the so-called arguments I've heard all the arguments, all the, the, the this, this white, black, Middle Eastern, whatever you want to call it. I've heard all of them. All right. It's, it, you know, this is a, mainly an argument that's in America. And for some people, uh, the details are important to them, especially those who have a very uh, racial, color-centric uh, perspective about things. That's their business. I don't care. I mean, it's stupid. It's a stupid argument. It's a stupid argument about, you know, because he's depicted, he looks blonde and blue-eyed in one painting or, or, or whatever you want to call it. Really? Is that important to you? It really, it really, if that's really important to you, then you have very thin skin. It's a stupid argument. And I think for him to post that on there which could influence a lot of racial, a lot of destruction of property, churches, and everything. Uh, in Missouri, uh, there's a bunch of Catholics who want to protect the statue of St. Louis. All right, name, the, the, the very, you know, the city is named after St. Louis the King. He was a medieval king uh, who uh, really practiced humility in his life. He was a very humble man, um, supposedly during Easter, he would look for um, poor beggars and he would have them sit down and he would wash their feet the way our Lord did. All right. And there's a story about um, a homeless man, a very bitter homeless man, or could have been crazy, who knows. And he said to the king during the service, don't forget to wash between the toes. There's dirt between my toes. The king looked up at him and laughed. And his subjects were very offended by what the, what the man did. And he turned and looked at them and just smiled and washed between the man's toes. That's very funny. I mean, yeah, I can see the humor from the king's perspective. He was imitating Christ and he gave to the poor. Now, people, people Black Lives activists want to tear that statue down. All right. They want to tear it down and they even threaten to attack the church. And I saw the video. One guy working for Black Lives, uh, an African-American fellow, had a horn, one of those uh, loud noise party horns, whatever. And he was pressing, blowing the horn uh, into a face of a priest, a deacon. Uh, several other people. He wouldn't allow anybody to talk. He wouldn't let anybody get their words across. You know, 
and he threatened, he said some really nasty things. There was a woman who gave the finger to a priest, his face. She gave the finger to another man's face, another Catholic man, and then to a deacon. And then she gave the finger right to the camera. She didn't care. She didn't care. And these, these were very nasty people. I hate to say it, but they're very nasty people. And the fact that they, there were people in the background at the base of the statue writing graffiti. One woman drew the Star of David calling, calling uh, St. Louis uh, an anti-Semite. I mean, he died in North Africa, somewhere in Algeria, Tunisia, somewhere. He died from a plague. But they don't care. They don't care about this sort of, sort of stuff. So here it is, CNA article. Christ statue beheaded. All right. This is written by Christine Russell. Washington, D.C. Newsroom, July 16th, 2020. The recent series of attacks on church buildings and property continued Tuesday night as a statue of Christ was toppled and beheaded at a Miami parish. A statue of Mary was dubbed with red paint in the Colorado Springs. Recent weeks have been a rolling series of acts of vandalism and destruction at Catholic churches across the United States, including arsons, decapitations, and graffiti. But while some of the incidents have been caught on camera, in most cases, the proprietors and, uh, and motivations have yet to be identified. In response to the most recent attacks, the Archbishop Miami told police that the desecration of a statue of Christ should, should be treated as an act of hatred for the church and faith. He's right. In late Tuesday night, July 14th, or early Wednesday morning, July 15th, the statue of Jesus Christ as the Good Shepherd was desecrated. The head of Jesus was separated from its body. Mary Rose Augusta, communications director of the Archdiocese of Miami, told CNA. The statue was located outside its namesake church, the Archdiocese of Miami's Good Shepherd Catholic Church in southwest Miami, uh, Dade County. The police were notified. Archbishop Thomas Winsky is asking the investigation to be treated as a hate crime. Okay. Uh, he added, On Wednesday morning, the statue was discovered and knocked over and missing its his head. Father uh, Edvaldo de Selaver, I'm sorry if I pronounce your name, Da Silva, Da Silva, the, part, the parochial vicar of Good Shepherd Church told local media that he did not believe the damage could be accidental as the pedestal's screws had been tampered with. They had some powerful hands to remove it, Da Silva told uh, WSVN of Miami. Seeing what is happening in our country, I presume it was deliberate but we don't have 100% assure, assurance. De Selva said that he is praying for whoever desecrated the statue. As a Christian community, we pray for those that have done this, that the Lord may forgive them and grant them the gift of conversion, he said. Surveillance cameras from the parish are being examined to see if they caught the vandalism on tape. The area around the, stat uh, the statue's former pedestal now features a sign put up by parishioners reading, God wins over evil. Also overnight on Tuesday, a statue of the Blessed Virgin Mary 
at St. Mary's Cathedral in Colorado Springs was tagged with red uh, paint in an act of vandalism. The vandal or vandals colored the statue across and also appeared to be a paint on the statue's toenails. Father David Price, a rector at the cathedral, told the local media that the damage looks more like a graffiti tag than anything else and added that the the vandalism wrote the word Red Room on the base of the statue. Red Room, which is a murder backwards, is a reference to the 1977 Stephen King novel The Shining. Price said that the statue had been vandalized before and was cleaned off by the city. The incident that Tuesday follows a weekend of similar acts. In Tennessee, a statue of the Blessed Mother was decapitated in early hours of Saturday morning, while in Boston, a statue of Mary was set on fire. In Brooklyn, a statue of her was tagged with the word idol in black spray paint. On the same weekend, a parish in uh, Alcala, Florida, a 249-year-old California mission founded by St. Unibera Sarah was burned, was burned, set on fire. A man has been charged with arson in Florida fire, and the California fire is being investigated as a case of arson. In recent, this, this is probably referring to San Gabriel. In recent weeks, Catholic religious statues in California, Missouri, and other places have been toppled over or vandalized by protesters, including several of Unibero Serra. While some attacks on, on statues, most notably in California, have been committed in public by large groups with clear political affiliations, the proprietors of, uh, of other acts, including those against the images of the Virgin Mary and Christ, have not been identified. All right, so this, unfortunately, um, is happening. I mean, it's you know, it's sad. And here's is um, here's something in Can in Canada. So it's not just happening. Let's see how this goes in Canada. Now, in Canada, a saint statue vandalized at Ukrainian Catholic Cathedral in Canada. All right, this is by Mary Farrow for CNA, Winnipeg, Canada. M- Someone riding a motorbike outside. Winnipeg, Canada, May 24th, 2019, 5.13 p.m. St. Vladimir died of old age in 1015, but his modern-day statue in Canada met a much more gruesome end. The rector of St. Vladimir and Olga Cathedral in Winnipeg said he's devastated after a statue of St. Vladimir was found decapitated Tuesday. The head, along with pieces of the statue's staff, are still missing, church officials told CBC. Father Michael Biocek, a pastor of the Cathedral of the Ukrainian um, Winnipeg, the statue was landmark of the parish, beloved by parishioners and created by a local sculptor, Biocek told the CBC. It's a tragic event because the statue symbolizes something for us, our congregation. They know the statue from memory, but that's, but that's the way it is, he said. It is especially devastating because the statue had been blessed by St. John Paul II during his visit to Winnipeg in 1984, Biocek added. The police 
had been informed of the incident, which they described as vandalism and then theft, they told CBC. St. Vladimir the Great, Grand Prince of Kiev, is venerated for being baptized in 988, which resulted in the Christianization of Kievan Rus. A statue was a heritage, Ukraine, Russia, Belarus, all claim. It is yet unclear who cut off and stole the head of the statue and parts of the staff. Church officials said nearby residents of a nursing home reported teenagers playing around the statue in Monday night, while residents of an apartment complex behind the statue reported hearing a grinding sound. Early Tuesday morning, they told the CBC. It, it, I really couldn't tell you. I think it's just vandalism. Straight, you know, and vandalism. Biocheck told the CBC. They wouldn't have been anything against the cathedral. They wouldn't have held anything against the cathedral because the statues have been there for years since 1984. The church has informed local metal scrappers of the incident in case they are sold the head of, or staff. Biocheck said he just hoped the pieces would be returned. I wouldn't just simply tell them. I just returned the head. For, just returned the head for us. We won't prosecute, he said. Let those that the let those that prosecute people let them do that. But we won't do anything to you because what's the point? Oh boy, unbelievable. It's sad. Really is. It's sad. I mean, I think the kids, I think this incident is probably more juvenile delinquent behavior. But again, we can't be so for certain. Well, CNA has been consistent in keeping track of these attacks. I mean, it's ridiculous. Uh, there was also a report in Connecticut of, um, of a Connecticut church, one of the earliest ones from 1877 was um, someone spray-painted a satanic symbol on it. And, you know, um, these are things that constantly are happening. And I do believe a lot of it has a lot to do with the fact that we're in a political election. We're in election year. And um, also because, I mean, I know a lot of people don't like hearing this, but Black Lives Matter is funded. If you go on their webpage, they're connected really heavily and deeply with the Democratic Party. And this is the thing that's really sad is that the Democrats' um, identity politics is, 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 is the only thing they know. All right. They, they really hold to this very far radical uh, ideology. And it's sad. It's sad that, you know, that they, that they hold on to this. But attacking Catholic churches... I know that George Soros is angry because um, I think he knows that the bishops have lost base. They've lost connection with much of their parishioners, much of the, uh, the you know, Catholics. Many Catholics on a lo uh, you know, parishioners, everyday Catholics, no longer see their local parish as their home life. It's no longer, they, they, they feel no longer connected with their local parish because their local parish does not provide them the the spiritual nourishment they need. They a lot of people now see that their Catholic priests, their pastors, their bishops don't preach anymore. 
They don't talk about abortion. They don't talk about contraception. They don't speak out against homosexuality. They don't speak out against transgenderism. They don't speak out against any of those things. They don't want to because many of the bishops have strong connection to the Democratic Party. And the Democratic Party are funding the bishops. The bishops have put themselves out for 30 pieces of silver, government grants. All right? That's it. That's a fact. So they're a 501c3, right? They don't get taxes. They don't have to pay taxes. They don't, I mean, they don't have to pay any. They can tax their parishes, but they don't have to pay taxes. So what's the next step? They go ahead and they put themselves out as a uh, private contractor to the government. 501c3, private contractor. They can get even more government grants. Under Obama, they got $98 million. Now, people, some people will say, well, they have, they run a lot. They run a lot of programs. That's not the point. All right? The point is, is that they are contradicting the gospel. They are suppressing the gospel. This relationship with the federal government is bad. All right? This relationship with Caesar is not good. It's costing them a lot. They've become businessmen. They're no longer pastors. They're no longer shepherds. People have to wake up, wake up from this nonsense, this idea that, you know, they're running a, you know, a, a lot of programs. They got people on the payroll. Well, yeah, you know what? Maybe that is a problem. Maybe because, you know, a lot of those other people, I mean, we, you know, we know them, you know, they, uh, they, they're spokesperson. I mean, come on, the guy from Catholic Charities, from Catholic Charities, he goes out and says, I'm a racist. And the institution I belong to, the Catholic Church I belong to is also racist. I have racist views. I mean, come on. He threw all Catholics underneath the bus. He threw the Catholic Church underneath the bus. Who told him he can do that? It's, you know, it's becoming more and more divisive. I mean, what? We're not supposed to say anything. We're not supposed to speak out. We're, we're not supposed to take it seriously. I'm not supposed to take it seriously. You know, it's, it's, it's very divisive and the bishops are political. You cannot separate your politics and your religion from, from each other. The separation, the wall of separation between church and state is that the state cannot tell churches what to do. But you, as an American, myself as an American, we can't separate our faith. It's true in, it's true in one sense that the, that the American government, America, was not set up as a religious government. But in true in another sense that the men who set up America are Christian. What form of Christian each one is, that's a different story. You know, what, what their attitude about the Christian faith, that's another matter. But it is, one sense, not a Christian government, and in another sense, it is a Christian country. So you can't separate the two. So telling me to leave my Catholicism at home is wrong. When you want me to participate in the politics of this country, you want me to participate as a citizen of this country, you can't tell me to do that. It's wrong. So you can't tell a Protestant, a Catholic, a Jew, and a Muslim to leave who they are at home. 
No more can you tell an atheist to stop being an atheist. It's wrong. Okay? Everybody comes as who they are. And what you are says a lot. What you believe says a lot about what you are. You cannot separate your morals and your values. You can't put them away. Sorry. Sorry to disappoint those people. You can't do that. Anyway, I'm going to leave it here and we'll get back together again soon. Let's say a quick prayer in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, God bless. Stay safe.